Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Pen Addict podcast on 5 by 5 The Pen Addict is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love ever so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by a man whose wife once misunderstood a holiday of a lifetime because he was talking about zebras and safaris, Mr. Brad Dowdy. <laughs> that was a little, little stretch right there, but that was oh, pretty yeah. good. Oh, no, they're getting like, the, you know, the, the, when I say it's like bottom of the barrel time, like I've really, you know, <laughs> we are we are so there, it's, yeah. you know. You've hit it. You've hit yeah. the hit, hit yeah. the bottom. But hey, that's that's pretty good. You know, like on uh, you know episode thirty or so, that would that would have brought the house down. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> Set but the bar cool. too high. I, I peaked too soon. I know. I know. I know. But uh, still, well, well done, sir. So, uh, how how are all things uh, pen and paper and analogy this week? So. Um... Sad because I haven't received my knock cases. Man, man. So, ha- have you tracked them? That's probably a, a fruitless endeavor for you to even bother with. The only tracks going out of the U.S. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I think pretty much it's weird. I've been following some of the tracking, um, and whether it's going to Canada or going over to Europe, seems like it goes through Miami. So, our uh, our pin cases. Um, as one of my uh, Canadian friends has said, our, our pen cases get nice and tan before uh, before hitting the rest of the world. So, oh, they only left Miami on the eighth. Oh, no wonder I haven't got them yet. Yeah. Wow, that took a long time to get to Miami. I think they show up there, then they they hang out there for a while and and work on their tans. So, yeah, I think that's the theory. Wait, it they it left Macon on the fourth. Whoa, the electronic ship information receives on the second. Left Macon on the fourth. Got to Miami on the seventh, left Miami on the eighth. Hmm. Interesting. Oh no, wait. No, it didn't. It left on the ninth. So no wonder I haven't got it yet. Yeah. So maybe by next week we'll Maybe get by next shape. week. I hope so. But um some good news, and I'm not gonna spoil this, this will also be a point for next week too. I made a purchase. Ooh. Is is that that's all we're getting? That's all you're getting. Man. Or maybe maybe to to give a hint. I won an item. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So yeah, I don't I don't know anything about this. So uh I guess we'll uh we'll we'll wait till next week to figure that out. So mm-hmm. well cool. Well last last week um we had our friend uh Andy Welfley from Woodclinch to on to talk about pencils and I don't know what your inbox or Twitter feed look like, but we got so much positive feedback off of that episode um, that I, it, it was really cool to see that you know we did something a little bit different for the podcast. And Andy was uh, was such a pro; he did a good job. Um, Great guest, excellent, yeah, excellent guest. Yeah, he wanted to make sure I got one correction out there though, and because I did get a few specific emails pertaining to um, uh, a misspeak that he had when we were talking about. Um, the lead grade, the lead hardness, and the and the lead grades, and how the uh, the actual lead in the pencil is manufactured. He said that the graphite was mixed with wax, and I got a couple of emails going. Oh, what is he talking about? It's not mixed with wax. How dare he? Yeah, it's mixed with clay. And that yeah, guy's—he was a good guest, but he's never coming back on this show again. No, Andy, no. you have been struck. 
<laughs> so he got uh, as I get I get stuck all the time with uh, you know my old uh, Pilot Fifty One that I used to keep getting reamed over that I could never get out of my head. Andy uh, got mixed up in that he wanted to say that the the graphite is actually mixed with clay, and when the clay content in the and the graphite makes the lead and the clay content is higher, it gives a waxier feel. So that's uh, Andy. Andy certainly, certainly knows that. So stand down, uh, pitchfork and torch bearing interneters. Well, personally, Brad, <laughs> the, the, the lead that I have in the pencils here that I have is Mac mixed with wax and it gives a clay like feel. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I wonder Excellent. what people think of that. Yeah, and you know what? People really like those Yikes pencils that you and him were talking about, and I've still never heard of those things. But um, I think that everyone, they may have just been UK-based. Like, Yeah, but uh, people, <laughs> that really struck a chord with people too. <laughs> yeah, but if, if, you, if you were a child of like the 90s, um, mm-hmm. these things mean, mean something to you if you're, if you're UK-based. Yeah. They had like a so, massive, like, you know, loads and loads of different styles. Really cool. Yeah, so I think Andy uh, thought the podcast went so well last week. He uh, he put his big boy pants on, and uh, he's going to launch a podcast of his own. He's ripping with, us uh, off, Brad. Huh? He's ripping us off. I know. I know. It, we're we're gonna have to throw down. It's gonna be like Anchorman. You know, we're gonna break out the. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> brick killed somebody with a trident. <laughs> well, you know, if, if it comes to, to fighting with stationery, we're gonna definitely win because pens are you know they're, they're mightier than pencils. You know, yeah, there's, pencils there's snap no, and and you know. Yeah, there's no doubt. But they have between Andy and um, Johnny from the Pencil Revolution and Tim from uh, what was formerly. Um, the Daily Carry and is now the Writing Arsenal, which we'll talk about that later too. Um, they, the three of them, are joining together and making the Erasable Podcast, which is a great name, and they're going to uh, make a podcast about pencils. So I'm excited to see what those guys come up with because they're all um, really smart and knowledgeable, and have combined for years and years and years of experience. No, I'm ex- I'm really um, actually genuinely excited about this. I am too. I am too. So we'll we'll throw all our support behind them, and um, I think they let the cat out of the bag a little bit early, and because um, they don't they don't have anything live yet, and um, they have I super cool podcast artwork. Yeah, it is. It looks great. Like I don't know who did that. I want to know who did that. So if one of you guys can tell me who did that, I want to know because yeah. I want. I don't something. know if it's I don't know if it's the same guy that did Andy's. Uh, Andy did that that pencil uh, vector set. I forget the name of it. We'll have to link. I don't know if we linked it previously a couple of weeks ago or not, but we'll link it. There's a guy that Andy um, worked with to create this pencil, pencil vector set that you see on their Twitter page. Oh, I guess it's those, isn't it? Yeah. So I wonder if it's the same guy put together the icon um, or the the show artwork because it's spectacular. Um, they did a really good job. So hopefully their show is as good as their artwork, and I'm I'm sure it will be. And we throw our full support behind these guys at the erasable podcast so go follow them on twitter we'll have the link in the show notes but they're at erasable podcast on twitter um they don't have a show live yet but um but now that we're, the cat's really out of the bag the pressure's on guys so you, you better they deliver do have a, they have a website which is erasable.us or erasable.us which is again quite funny mm-hmm. it's it very good good, name, good domain good artwork it's basically 95 percent of the podcast done i know i know now just uh, 
know, just deliver, make it make it listenable. I think I think that there should be a like a rivalry, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Between yeah. between the pen show and the pencil show. Okay. And I think you know we'll see how that goes. I mean, <laughs> episode hundred, but you know, guys, you can feel free to to try and, and uh, show us what's what. I guess. That's right. That's right. It's gonna be like. Uh, do you ever see that movie? Bring it on. The cheerleading movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just double checking that we're talking about the same gonna, movie. Yeah, no, I haven't. A, I haven't seen the cheerleading movie. And do not for a second try to to blame this on your children. No, I, no. This was out before I had kids. I love that movie. Okay. At least the first one. It was all downhill after the first one. So you've seen but more yeah. than one of one cheerleading cheerleading how, movie. How could? Well, no. Well, there was Bring It On Two, then like all these other shoot-offs. I never saw any of the other ones. Oh, uh, yeah, can't, okay. You can't really go wrong with Kirsten Dunst and Elijah Dushku. Don't so. try and make it about the ladies now, <laughs> buddy. All right, I'm on to you. I I understand that you love cheerleading movies. Brad, cheerleader, dowdy. Yeah. Does they right. know you? No, there's a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the cheerleading movie cast. Hey, do you, do you see what um, do you see what the Office Supply Geek did to me yesterday? I don't think so. No. <laughs> Click on that link in the show notes. You haven't seen this, really. No. All right, hit it. Okay. Okay, let me take a look. It's loading. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh. <laughs> is that not the most awesome thing ever yes <laughs> so in the show notes you'll go find this link because it, it's too long for us to uh uh for you to um for us to say it on the on the air but needless to say when you get to this point in the podcast go straight to the show notes at five by five dot tv slash pinatic slash 97 and hit this link and you're in for quite a treat um Basically, I, I, I won't uh, give it all the, all the way away, but um, Brian has made a modification to one of our um, our Knock Co. Hightower pen and notebook case, and um, it's pretty impressive. I hope this comes as standard, <laughs> or like at least an option in further in further Knock cases. I'm pretty sure that it would not take a lot to convince Jeffrey to make that happen. Oh my God, no! It, yeah, <laughs> this is, I'm surprised. This looks like something that Jeff would uh, come up with on, on his own. There's no doubt. Yeah. So and now, yeah, Jeffrey, I would, I would very much, uh, I would very much pay extra. Um, yeah. To have to have this built in, and I really, I don't want to spoil it. You have to kind of go and see it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really talk about it. It's it's not too much to talk about. It's more of a it's more of a visual. <laughs> yep. So um I was stumbling through as I do um Twisby's Facebook page because I'm pretty sure they just troll us. It's like just a big troll page with yeah. all their new yep. stuff that they put on. But they had a pretty funny post I ran across last night. Um it's about a pin case. And all that all it says it's it says do you like this type of pin case and it's basically a small skinny leather pouch with just a zipper top so there's it's just a a pouch and it's really about maybe two or three pins tall it's a very skinny long skinny pouch it says do you like this type of pin case i have two can put four pins into it i found it very easy for me to use i'm thinking to make twisby case like this like or no like so 
I don't know how many comments were on this thing, but the prevailing thought when talking about fountain pens, since Twisby's a fountain pen brand, and this case is three out of four people said, sure, the case looks fine, but I don't want my pens to touch. <laughs> for a lot of reasons and i mean it's just like just everything everything down not if the pins would be touching yes the pins will touch um i don't mind pins that touch <laughs> and it's just on and on and finally what made me put this in there about halfway down he goes okay i see a lot of no likes and then about 30 more comments later um twisby goes okay thanks you all got the idea <laughs> It was just on and on and on, it just incessantly. I, we don't want our pens to touch, and um, I, that just brought me back to when we were designing knock. And I think that's probably the first thing that I told Jeff. Right, is we're making these cases, and none of the pens can touch. Why? To Why, touch. Brad? So I just don't want mine to knock together. No pun intended. Yeah, well, that's what they. That's what they will do. I mean. In any open style pouch case. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what they're talking about. You know, everyone wants to keep, you want, with fountain pens, it seems to matter more. Uh, It does matter more um, because you've, most people have paid more for that pen and they want to keep it, you know, a little bit nicer and not get all scratched up and dinged up. That's why, like, we sell a little zip pouch case, but that's really made for, you know, like your high tech C's or your, sharpies or your secure pig microns you know you just put a bunch in there and those pens i don't care about touching right you know the the disposable replaceable type of pens you know uniball sano dx's all of those type of things but my fountain pens i want some separation and segregation in them you know i don't want them to touch and you know that's just from a scratching perspective you know a lot of these fountain pens have um very high attention attention to details on, you know, things like the clip and, you know, different chrome bits and you just don't want these things getting scratched up. So when people are buying more expensive pens, um, which fountain pens fall into that category, people just don't want to carry them around in an open case where they're just banging around on each other all day. So I, the more I read the comments on that post, the more I just started laughing because this is the, like the exact thought process I had when we were, Jeff and I sat down for the very first time. There was a, it was a pretty short list of things that, that we had to have and then that couldn't happen. And, you know, one of the things that couldn't happen was, all right, <laughs> these pens can't touch. So that's why there's, you know, dedicated pockets and, you know, some cases have flaps. So when you fold the pen case over on top of each other, the, the clips aren't hitting and things like that. So it was, uh, it was really funny to see that um, on Twisby's page and just the the reaction was so strong that it actually made him say, okay, I've got it. <laughs> Y'all can stop now. We're not going to do it. <laughs> it's like the, the, the it Twisby page, the Twisby Facebook page continues to be a source of intrigue for me mm-hmm. because it's like now it's written, well, it probably is sometimes, but I'm noticing like it's been written in the first person. Mm-hmm. Like Twisby is this one guy or girl. Yeah, I I think it actually is. Del- I don't I don't know the the lineage of the Twisby Facebook page, but there is one guy who's kind of the face of the public facing Twisby, if you will. His name's yeah, Speedy. But, 
Speedy. And, okay. Yeah. Speedy. He's like the son of the the founder, and then like the he's like the U. He's based in the U.S. He's kind of like the U.S. distribution point, and so I think he does all the marketing and stuff too. So it's kind of like it's coming from him. But it's like he's saying like he's gonna make it. Right, and you know what? He might. I mean, seriously, yeah. that's that's kind of the way they roll. Fair I mean, enough. it's a very family based organization from what i gather and different things i read i've read so good luck you know they've speedy. got a what's that so i just wish speedy good luck yeah no he's awesome he's the one that keeps posting these tease pictures on here <laughs> like did we even talk about this wood one a couple of weeks ago when we're i don't think that one was up on the on the page when we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago when we we're talking about the aluminum piston filler 580 and things like that and they're working on a um way to make the Twisby classic post and things. So anyway, it's, they should just call it the Twisby prototype page. Cause that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, but that is what it nope. is. It is what it is. So that was pretty funny. Um, in sadder pen news, which eh, it's, it's more kind of a meh than sad, but, um, and I didn't catch this till someone uh, sent me the link a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago that uh, Staples is about to close 225 U.S. stores. And, you know, reading the article, it's not really a surprise that this is this consolidation's happening in this office supply store space. You know, they're all feeling the wrath of Amazon pretty much online and Staples is wanting to focus more online. And, it, and this doesn't really relate to pins because it, it's just, you know, pins doesn't drive any business to those stores and, you know, they're not made to, you know, I'm sure they're getting, you know, more killed on the, the, the PC business, you know, falling off a cliff and things like that. And they're trying to move more to just online shopping. But I thought it was interesting just because, you know, that's kind of the gateway drug though for, you know, the pen, pencil, paper, office supply junkies. Right. But, you know, before we had this internet, that we all love so much, you know, this is some of the places we would go, you know, Staples, Office Max, Office Depot, all those places to just kind of find some new pens and find something different and better. And that's certainly where I found some of my, you know, first pens that I really enjoyed the most. And, you know, I'm sad for any business to to be hurting and have to close stores, but you see it in places like Best Buy too, where they just have these massive square footage stores that they just don't need. You know, they can't fill the stores up anymore um, because the products aren't selling and they can get those things, you know, people people are shopping online more now and I think that I guess that's what staples are moving to. So, I mean, it kind of stinks that, you know, people won't have these options, but I don't know. I guess you can kind of see the writing on the wall for a long time as far as these big big box retailers go. Yep, same with all of them. Yeah, yeah. And do you, do Staples, Office Max, or Office Depot have uh, any UK presence? We have Staples, but not in big numbers. They're like huge outlet stores, and we don't have many of them. Gotcha. We have a a, a high street stationer. We have a couple. One called Ryman, mm-hmm. um, and one called W H Smith. But Ryman okay. is just office supplies, um, and that that seems to be doing relatively well. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, I mean... Oh, this reminded me. I meant to bring this up last week. In the mall, which is attached to where I work. So I work in um, the new financial district in London. 
and there's multiple skyscrapers, but there's a mall underneath mm-hmm. all the skyscrapers. Sure. They're building a moleskin shop? Really? Like a dedicated moleskin shop? It's moleskin branded. It's just moleskin products. Interesting. I mean, over the, since the, in the time that I've done the blog, um, so I guess starting in about 2007, I, moleskin has really morphed from a notebook company for the most part to a lifestyle accessories brand where they're just branching out into so many different categories. Um, you know, along with notebooks, they want to, you know, they're made, you know, um, carrying cases and just other things, lots of other business related items, you know, to where you could stock your whole desk with, you know, moleskin items. Um, it, it's, I think they had some changeover and someone, our listeners will know better than I do. I'm just going off of memory. I think they had some like hierarchy changeover in the past several years, some new leadership at the top. And they really just kind of pushed this whole lifestyle thing. And it's almost like they've gotten away from their core a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how you know what's what all is carried in that shop. I bet it's pretty cool. They always have moleskin. One of the things I've always been impressed with, if if nothing else, is their design aesthetic. I think they they do a good job designing products. Um, they just tend to be overpriced and not as high quality as other things you can get. Um, but they've got that brand name they're pushing right. So they they can sell a lot on name alone so i guess that's why we're seeing something like that so i'll be anxious to see um when it opens it will be a um a good place to get pen refills hopefully that's one of the best products they make <laughs> well like the wrap like cuz it's the store's being op- like you know it's being getting ready to be opened and they have like a mm-hmm. wrap around the the windows sure. you know mm-hmm. and um it's got notebooks and stuff but it's also got like bags and stuff on it right. but like outlines just like silhouettes of them mm-hmm. you know so uh, yeah. that kind of gives it, I think, an idea as the type of thing that they're looking to create. Yeah. And it'll, it'll be cool because maybe they'll have like all the special editions in, in one place, you know, like how they do the Star Wars and the Hobbit and yeah, and all those different little Lego ones. That'll be cool. So maybe they'll have some neat things like that that they'll carry that you'll be able to see. And well, I, th- I never used this product, but I, one of the most interesting products they've made in the past, in the past several years is the Evernote notebook and that integration, how they've tried to push that a little bit. Um, I don't know that that's doing well for them or I don't, I don't know whether it is or isn't, but um, it, it was cool to see them do something like that. So hopefully there's going to be more of that uh, to come uh, with Moleskin. I don't follow them too closely as a brand, honestly, um, just because I don't use hardly any Moleskin products except some of their pens. So, I think um, where I work, it's it's perfect. Oh, totally. It's like yeah. you know, it's it's perfect. They've they have picked the exact place to do. Oh, this. I imagine they will they will do pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Just for that location and mm-hmm. for you know, it's become pretty much a household name. It's obviously, not as not as in ingrained into people's life, but it's getting there. People understand, you know, if they don't know anything about paper, they probably at least know what a moleskin looks like. 
yeah. you know, they'll say any little black notebook. Oh, is that a is that a moleskin? Oh, I've heard of that. You know, it, they've they've kind of getting getting to that point of recognition. So I think like it's got that sort of Kleenex nature to yep. it. You know, where they people call books that have those sort of faux leather, hardbound. You know, look to them. Oh, they're moleskins. Yep. It's definitely crossed over into a generic catch-all term. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, cool. Well, I got a few other things I want to talk about, um, and I get a little game I want to play with you real quick. So, um, why don't you talk about our good friends at Squarespace? Ooh, I'll play a game. Oh, yeah, I didn't know we were playing a game. I know it's a game show. Good. I love game shows. So let's take a quick moment to thank Squarespace, as Brad mentioned. They are the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO3. Squarespace are making sure that they always do amazing work to make sure that their platform is up to date. This means that they're always implementing new features, they're always revising and adding new designs, and they're making sure that their support is strengthened and even greater all the time. When talking about their designs and their templates, they have absolutely fantastic ones that you can get started with. They also have tons of style options that you can adjust so you can really tweak and create and craft and create and craft or craft as I was going to call it <laughs> everything your own space on the internet everything is drag and drop on Squarespace's platform so it's super easy to add content from your desktop and you can easily rearrange elements of content within the page or with drag and drop and you can see exactly how this is going to look before publishing it live you basically you create your web page in your web page it's kind of cool Squarespace makes sure that your site looks fantastic on any device because they all feature their every template, every Squarespace website features its own unique mobile design. You can easily connect all of your favorite web and social services so you can push content in and pull content out of them and display them to your world out there. You know, if you want to tweet a link to every post that you put on your blog, very, very easy to do that built in. Squarespace also has their e-commerce platform, Squarespace Commerce. So you can set up and shop and sell things in just minutes. And that is how we've spoken before, how Brad is going to be setting up his shop and his store for Knock, as well as having their website there. They will be using Squarespace for that. It's super easy to use Squarespace as a, in, as a whole, but if you need any help, they have over 70 dedicated employees that are on their customer care team based in New York City. They're available for live chat during the week and have super fast email support throughout the day and night. Now, guys and girls, this is your last chance. If you would love to get a job over at Squarespace, well, you can do that. They're looking to hire over 30 engineers and designers by March 15th. You really don't have long now. So if you want to be in for a chance to go for a job at Squarespace, you can go to beapartofit.squarespace.com. You'll find out more. And and if you are considered for an interview, if you fill out an application for them, if you put them on your shortlist of somewhere you want to work, they'll take you out to New York for the weekend. And they'll pay for everything. They'll put you up in lovely accommodation and they'll let you explore the sites. So you should definitely go and do that if you're interested in joining the fantastic Squarespace team. If I was a designer or a developer, then I would have rushed at it already. As I said earlier, you can try out Squarespace for free. No credit card required to do this. And if you decide to purchase, it starts at just $8 a month and includes a domain name for free if you sign up for a year. Make sure that you get 10% off and support this show by using the offer code TALLYHO3. That's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O and the number 3. So thank you so much to Squarespace for their support to 5x5 and The Pen Addict. One quick word on their um, support. that It's it's never failed um, to be exceptional. The... 
they always they're always quick to respond, quick to look at errors or any issues that you have, or even just general basic general questions. But if I've run into something like more on the uh, that's more of a bug related um, issue as opposed to just a general question, they are quick to escalate, which I really appreciate. You know, you get that first level support that they go in and look at the problem and they're like, oh, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Looks like an issue. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and escalate this to the next group that needs to look at this and they're going to get back in touch with you. They're going to dig into it a little more. So I always appreciate knowing that that escalation is going on and they let you know that as opposed to just letting, you know, your your support ticket um, float out there and never, never land until someone decides to touch it and, and get working on it. So I always appreciate that about them. And that's uh, been consistent since day one. Their support is, is always excellent. Good. Now, our, our our pin blog of the week is actually a Squarespace blog um, for a change. I don't I don't know that we've I've even done one yet. Not that it matters, but it was uh, interesting because our blog of the week is called the Writing Arsenal. And if no one has ever heard of that blog, it's kind of like uh, last week's. Uh, pen blog of the week the pessimistic pedant um, is a newly renamed rebranded blog well the writing arsenal is a newly renamed rebranded blog i don't know if this is a trick just to get uh listed as the pen blog of the week on the pen Attic podcast but um this was um this was the previously mentioned uh tim tim wassum i believe is how you say his last name i'm not sure I'm taking a shot at that but it was called the daily carry now, a lot of you are probably familiar with that and have read it before. So he's rebranded and he's getting ready to join the uh, the Erasable podcast. But um, Tim does – it's a newer blog, and right from the jump, I could tell that he was going to do an awesome job, and he really has. Um, his in-depth reviews, great photography, great product selection – um, he, he loves him some pencils too, so he's going to be perfect for the erasable, but he's gotten into, uh, you know, lots of pens, lots of fountain pens, really just kind of all over, um, the topic and does a super, super good job, um, at reviewing and, uh, has a great blog to read and I enjoy it very much. So y'all go check out Tim's blog. If you previously followed the daily carry, it is now the writing arsenal. And he's got a whole uh, blog post explaining why he switched the name and URL and all that fun stuff. So you might need to update your uh, your feed readers to the to the latest and greatest. But um, thanks for being awesome, Tim, and keep up the good work. Woo-hoo. Woo! All right, you want to play a game real quick? Of course. So I've held this email a couple couple weeks just because I thought it was it was pretty neat, um, and it's re- it relates to a lot of things we talk about all the time. But this is. Uh, this is a guy going going on a trip. So let's uh, talk about this. This is an email from Grum. He says, I'm about to journey on a world trip, one that will cost less than $50 a day. So you can imagine that I'll have very minimal luggage. Since I'm a pen nerd, I want to bring everything with me. But of course, that'll be a stupid idea. So here's my question. If you decided to travel the world, what would you carry with you to satisfy the pen addiction? This goes for pens as well as assorted stationery. He says, for me, it's my Midori Traveler's Journal and fistful of banded Apple notebooks, as well as a space pen. I'll miss my collection of fountain pens, but that would be silly to bring with me, especially when they have a habit of habit of popping on planes. Plus, carrying nice pens will just tempt fate, and I'll either lose or break them on day one. Cheers. So, you're going around the world. Let's say you're gone for six months, Mike. All right. 
and this is a this is a one backpack trip and you know you're going you're going you know just kind of more bouncing you know maybe couch surfing you know hostel to hostel or you know just jumping on the train and finding that next destination but you know you have to carry some pen and paper with you, right? Because that's just what you do on these kind of trips. You know, you're logging, you know, you're spending some time journaling. Um, you need something to write with. Um, you know, maybe you're sketching, you know, some of the fancy places that you're visiting or, you know, you're you're taking down some, some phone numbers or some uh, um, email addresses for those, you know, Swedish girls you met in Ibiza, you know. So sure, what, as I did. So, yeah, as you do, as one does. Um, so what are you bringing that fits into this mold here? Well, the obvious things are um, a handful of field notes notebooks mm-hmm. for me, I think, for sure, especially on a trip like that. Um, I would definitely take a Fisher Space pen because I think like you should have something pocketable and something that can be used in all occasions. And in all scenarios, you want to have something like that. And then I, I wouldn't take any fountain pens. Um, I feel like fountain pens would be a bad idea. Um, because you'd also need ink to fill them. You kind of don't yep. want to carry ink around. So, I mean, you know, so I can have my the, the good time feel of, of pens that I enjoy, uh, I would probably would take a Retro 51, right? Because I feel like that's going to last me some time. Mm-hmm. refill in there you know for when i want to do some some long writing if i want to do any or some like writing for fun as opposed mm-hmm. to writing for like utility or whatever then that's mm-hmm. probably what i would take so stack full of field notes a retro 51 and a fisher space pen I, cool. I think that's a good mix for me yeah i i've been hesitant to like do the pocketable thing like field notes but i think that would be useful um because you know if you're out and about um, you know, sightseeing during the day, you don't want to carry around the larger items. You know, uh, like I think a Rodeo Webby, you know, something with a more hardbound um, style with a harder back to, you know, where you can write on your knees or, you know, have a little bit of structure writing, but it's still not overly big. That would kind of be the the thing that I would lean to, but I could see the, the portability aspect. Um is not so great for just like the during the day stuff. So maybe a field notes will be good for that. So maybe I'd carry both of those actually, um, which wouldn't be overly big, but maybe pushing it a little bit with the larger notebook. But I think I just want something more durable with a harder bound cover. And I'm actually, I'm probably take, uh, I'll probably take a few superior secure Pigma microns. Um, it's not the most necessarily the most durable pin in the world. I'd take maybe two or three of them. And, I don't know. That's just a good all-around pen for me. Um, I see the, I mean, the space space pen is kind of a no-brainer, um, but just kind of give me that good combination of a good quality pen with something I also enjoy writing with. So I don't know. That that would be what I would take, and um, you know, I wouldn't be you know worried about losing those pens. Definitely wouldn't take a fountain pen for an extended, you know, six-month backpacking type trip. So. Um, let us know what you what you would take. You know, if you could take you know one notebook or or maybe one or two notebooks and you know a single pen or a one or two pens. You know, nothing. You know, kind of limit yourself to what you can fit in a backpack easily. And um, what what makes the cut if you're uh, if you're going on a jaunt for a few months? And um, 
I don't know. I thought it was an interesting question. We've covered, we've talked about this type of thing before, but you know, never in in this in this exact um, this exact question. But uh, I thought it was a neat question. Plus, maybe I'm just jealous. You know, I want to I want to get on a get on a plane and a train with a backpack and backpack and a journal and uh, live that life. Um, is is always a cool a cool dream that a lot of us have. So uh, thanks for the question, Grum. I definitely appreciate it. So maybe one of the maybe one of the notebooks that would make the cut, Mike, is one I reviewed yesterday on the blog. I don't know if you've seen. I don't know if you read my blog, Mike. But, Sorry, um, what is your blog? Yeah, it's called Pen Addict. It's at you can find it at thepenaddict.com. I thought it was Penedict. Oh, I've been reading yeah, it wrong. Penedict.com, uh, where I review Moleskines. Um, I remember I, you talking about this book. Yeah, so I stumbled across that uh, the John's, J-A-W-N-S brand notebook on Instagram. And I thought it was cool. Reached out to one of the guys that makes them. His name's Daniel. And said, hey, this is a pretty neat product. And he said, yeah, I'll, I'll send you one once we start production and uh, for you to check out. So he did. Um and this is a really neat this is a really neat notebook and i think it's actually perfect for travel so that's why i wanted to play that little that little game because i don't know that this notebook is necessarily like it's not even like a field notes competitor type notebook i don't think it's really even in the same category cuz i see this notebook basically what it is it's a uh, think of it around a standard field note size it's not those exact dimensions but it's a little bit different it's like 3 by 6 by 5 so it's a little shorter in the length, um, but around the same width. And it's got an extra durable cover. It's got the UPO paper 80-pound um, cover, which the UPO is the kind of like the, uh, the plastic-type paper. Um, and it's just on the cover of the John. So that makes it tear-proof, makes it waterproof. So this is a very durable cover that can take a beating and what John's has done with the cover is they've put in on the front inside cover, there's two card slots on the back inside the back cover. There's a full length pocket um, for larger papers and inside the back cover, like in between like the inner and outer binding of the cover is a wallet slot. So this could be, this is a great travel book or like I said like an urban warrior almost like you Mike where you know if you're riding the train a lot where you don't have to necessarily you know take your wallet every day or you know someone that's making a, a day trip or or traveling they can put a few of their most important items you know like uh, identification and you know insurance or whatever notification cards they need in here they can put some bills in the back um, slot and have you know, 40 pages of paper to write their notes on. It's kind of an all-in-one wallet slash notebook. But it's really, it's well-made. The footprint of it, if you will, is really small, which I like, even with, you know, a couple of cards and some bills in there. Now, I will say it is designed for the U.S. Um, dimension, U.S. dollar bill dimensions. It doesn't have, like, the depth necessary to carry some of the uh, foreign denominations um, outside of maybe the inside back pocket. But I like what they've done here with the Johns. I like the attention to detail that they've put in it. Um, I mentioned in the review that it's not a cheap notebook. It's $12 for a single notebook, but 
it's something that kind of fits a specific need for specific individuals. You know, it's not going to be my everyday daily back pocket journal like a field notes or a done paper book would be, but it's going to be a very useful product for when I need something this specific, if that makes sense. So I like I, I like what they've done here. Um, this is their first first crack at it, their first product. There's going to be more to come. You know, I'd like to see some with darker covers, and I think those are going to be coming down the line um, as opposed to the all-white. And pretty much everything's going to be made. They're made in St. Louis, uh, Missouri. And everything's going to be made in kind of small batches. So, like, this white one is going to have a 250-unit run, and that's it. And they're just going to keep making more. Um, so they'll have different ones to come out. So take a look and see if, if this is a fit for you. I thought it was an inter- interesting enough product to, um, to kind of give its own standalone review for, um, you know, as opposed to a standard memo book. So it's pretty cool. Do you think you would use something like this, Mike? Do you see a, a, a fit ever for this? Um, mm, I don't, I, don't, I can, it looks nice. I don't think it's for me. Yeah, there's something just about like the pockets and and like the car slots and stuff. I don't think I'd use them, mm-hmm. and I kind of am not a massive um, fan of the way that that paper's printed. Oh, the triangle grid. Yeah, yeah. See, I like that, <laughs> but I'm all, I've always been into the weird and interesting grid patterns. It's funny, you know. Once I started writing on it. Um, I don't even notice things like that. I just, I, I like the subtle backgrounds like that, but I can see, and you know, I don't know if in the future they'll have, um, you know, the, the triangle grid's kind of their thing. Um, but I don't know if they'll have other options down the line. Um, I didn't ask specifically about that, but, um, yeah, I, I could see where some people wouldn't like that for sure. For sure. But, um, it's, it's pretty cool and I, I like it. And, you know, like I said, I'm not going to use this every day, but I, the more, I played around with it and, you know, tried different things with it. The more I really liked it and can see the utility of it. So it was very cool. So thank you, Daniel and Johns, for uh, for sending this out to me, this neat little notebook. Do you know the where the name comes from? Yeah, it is the – oh, I'm going to mess it up if I don't look at it. It's the Journal of All Things Written, Needed, and Sketched. So it should be. So it's an acronym. Jawans. <laughs> yeah. Jafathalwings ones. Yeah. <laughs> Journal like, for all things written, needed, and sketched. Johns. Jafathalwings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Jafathalwings, the, uh, <laughs> the, the Roterfaden Tashan McGuire people reached out to me this week on, on my email. It was pretty funny. <laughs> They're like, hey. We heard you. Re- we heard you reviewed our product or something, I, but I can't find it on your blog. I was like, "Oh yeah," because we talked about it on the oh, podcast. Really? The link. Yeah. So they said. So I said, "Yeah, here's the link," and they reply back. It's like, "Okay, cool. I'll go listen to it." I like how <laughs> how you've put that on them that they were like super excited. Hey you! Hey <laughs> hey you doing? Yeah, they did. That's how they wrote it. But um, you know, lots of exclamation points and and interesting uh, interesting um formatting they're gonna think that you're me i know i know that's uh yeah that's a bad thing i don't want that to happen no hello rotofaden people (laughs) use it every day yep um 
one more quick thing, and then we'll call it a show. But I mentioned last week that I got a new pen. And when we did our wish list items for 2014 back in January, you know, I had two pens top that list that I really wanted to get this year. One was a Nakaya of some type. You know, I don't know the specific model. Um, and that's still at the top of the list. And the second item on my list was an Edison Menlo, which uh, Brian Gray at Edison came out with a pen last year with a uh, pump filling system, similar to like your vacuumatic mic, where it's got, um, you know, the screw off, they call it the blind cap on the end of the pen, and that you screw that off and it reveals like a pump system, right? To fill your pen, you dip the nib in the ink and you, you pump it several times and it sucks ink up into the, uh, into the pen. I thought this is a great design. No one really makes things like that anymore. Um, so Brian kind of engineered his own solution to that and uh, made a pen line at Edison called the Menlo. And I was like, I got to get one of these. Um, one, because I think just the general, the design of the pen in general is a really good looking good looking pen and I've become a huge fan of Edison obviously over these past years um so I talked to Brian really probably early in January probably not too long after that episode so I said hey I'm thinking about a Menlo and the the Menlo is pretty much all custom made by Brian there's not a production line like the Beaumont like you can't just go to Anderson pens and pick up a Menlo necessarily um it's a custom-made pen, so you work with Brian directly. You tell him kind of what you're looking for in materials and look and design of the pen. So I wanted to do something, you know, kind of different, and um, I was asking him about a few different specs and said, hey, can we do this for a Menlo? So I sent him that email with what I was doing. He came back. He's like, yeah, we can we can totally do that. No problem at all. You know, um, let me know when you're ready to discuss it further. You know, I'll work up a price invoice for you and we'll, we'll get it going. So I was like, cool. So now I kind of got an idea. I, the idea in my head, I can, I can get what I want. And, you know, I already know the price generally. And so I just left it there. And, you know, knowing that later this year, I'm going to come around to it and order that pen. So a week ago, or about a week and a half ago, I'm up in Atlanta working with Jeff. And... He hands me an envelope with a piece of paper, well, you know, a sealed envelope, obviously, with a letter in it, and then then the outside of it says, don't open this until I tell you to. I'm like, hmm, okay. (laughs) So he gave you it. Yes, no, so he gave me this letter. Yeah, and on on the outside of the letter, it says, don't open this until I tell you to. Yeah. I love this guy. (laughs) Yeah, so I said... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I actually I asked him, I said, so what do we, so do we have like a safe word? <laughs> I'm waiting for like the safe, so what is our safe word? Onions? <laughs> so I'm just waiting for you to say onions and I can open this. And he, and so I just took it home with me and, you know, I'm, I'm true to my word. I just put it in my backpack and forgot about it. So like two days later or the next day, I'm going out and I get, my mailbox is stuffed full of products. I've I've been on a run recently with all kinds of stuff I've been buying, stuff I'm testing out. So I had like three packages in the bo- in the mailbox that day, and one of them is from Edison Pen Company, and it, it's definitely a pen. I mean, it's the square box. There's no doubt that there's a pen inside this box. I'm like, I didn't order anything from Edison. Um, 
you know, so maybe Brian wants me to, maybe he's sending me something to test out. I don't know. Maybe Brian has a question for me, wants me to, you know, see if I like this. I don't know, whatever. I, I'm running through all these things. I'm like, but I'm pretty sure I did not order a pen from Edison. So I go in, open the box, and in the paperwork that comes with the box, like the first sheet, of there's like three or four sheets of paper, you know, with the packing list and just the notes on it. And the first sheet that you open up, it says, open the letter. I'm like, oh, damn, he didn't. <laughs> so this is, so this is, I think, before I even open the pen, I go get the letter, open it up, and Jeff has written me, written me this, you know, I, I'll keep that between me and Jeff, but he's written me a great letter about, you know, working together and starting this company and, you know, you know, being able to, you know, really bring our dreams, you know, to life and, you know, appreciating my support and all this, just this really great letter. Oh, that guy. Then I opened the box and it's the Menlo design that I've asked Brian about back a couple months ago. So Jeff had worked up this idea to get me a Menlo reached out to Brian. Brian says, hey, you know, I got this email from Brad a few months ago. And then they collaborated, or as I, uh, as I told him um, individually, that they co-conspired to make this pen for me and sent it to me. And that's the story of how I got my Edison Menlo. And it's a really special pen, special story from a special guy. So thank you, Jeff. And thank you, Brian, for... Uh, uh, being complicit in this endeavor because <laughs> y'all are some sneaky bastages. Um, <laughs> but it was really special, and there's no doubt that this is far and away my favorite pen that I may ever own because it has more meaning to it than just a pen. That's so, so nice. Oh, what I a lovely to, story. I wanted to tell that story. So, um, aside. You know, there's. Aside from this, I hate the pen. (laughs) No, no, I was gonna say there's nothing I can review about this pen that's gonna top what the pen actually means to me. You know, on a personal level, and I think that's really what it's all about. And you know, it doesn't hurt that the pen is flat out amazingly awesome, and there will be a full review forthcoming. And it can. I want one of these. I mean, obviously, I'd love a a Jeffrey special, but we don't all get those. But yeah. uh, I, 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 I'm looking at it, and I, I mean, I love the designs of the Edison stuff. You know, like I love all the swirly acrylic and, and all that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but on my design, I was asking Brian. I was like, "Hey, you know, I like the demonstrator. You know, the clear acrylic type pen." So I said, "You know, I want something with like a maybe a a red cap and you know a blue barrel." and you know a clear section or something like that just something you know i like the red white and blue like you know like i like the twisby rock i just like how those look those those it's something that appeals to me so this is a pen that is totally me right i mean some people will probably look at this pen and think it's just ugly as sin and i think it's the most beautiful pen i've ever seen because it encompasses me you know it's the colors that i wanted the design that i wanted and it's mine. I mean, it was made for me. I'm the only one that's going to have it. Um, and it's just really special. And it's it's an amazing pen just on its own. I mean, it's going to be a favorite regardless of, 
of all the additional meaning behind it. But I actually call it the the Minlo 3D by the the way it looks with the red and blue. It looks like the old 3D glasses. So it's pretty cool. See, now is, you just made my like decision in getting one of these even more difficult because now I need to think what's the mic what's the mic version of this? Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, you'll get lost for hours going through um the Edison um like materials archive, like all the materials you can pick out. Where is, so where is cool, that? Where is cool the... stuff. Um he has a link to a smug mug gallery. If you go oh, to like yeah. the Menlo product page, you can click on a gallery. But you can really get any material in any pen that he's ever done. And I mean he's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of materials of pens that he's made and you can pick and choose. You get it made for yourself. So I feel like I need an Obi Wan Kenobi to help me in this. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan Pen Nobi. Yep. That's what I need. There you go. That would have been a better title than the earlier one. I knew you were gonna say that and I hate you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap, sir. I know what kind of thing I want now. What? I want like a, that sort of, you know, that like style that he does, that like acrylic with like all mm-hmm. the waves. I want, but I want it to look like lava. Yeah. You know, like black and orange and red. Yep. Like He's violet. done something similar. I'll, I'll have to see if I can find you the links. Yeah. Um, and find something close. That's cool. What, that's what I like the look of. Because mm-hmm. I found one that's kind of similar. But it's white and not black. Gotcha. So if you find like that, said, please send it to me. You got it. And uh, yeah, you're going to spend hours looking through that stuff because I know I will. I've done that on more than one occasion. Um, okay, well. Okay, well, I'm interested to see your uh, your, your actual review of it as well. Giant, yeah. for, for as much as is possible, just review the pen. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, it's, there's no doubt because he, uh, he actually got me a, um, he had Brian grind down a nib for me too. It's a steel nib and it's with a 0.5 uh, millimeter stub nib. So that's on there. So it's great. It's, it's so far the the early returns are, if this was the only fountain pen I had, I would be happy. Wow. So that says a lot about that's- yeah, I really how this pen fits and feels and writes and is functional. So yeah, yeah, I think I want one. I, think I want one. A lot. I've been thinking as well. Like I, I want to get a, another pen and I want it to be a one point five, mm-hmm. just to try that. But I'll probably just wait and get a Twisby and like a new Twisby or whatever and get. Cool. whenever that will be okay so if you want to catch up with us online there's a few ways you can do that you can get us on twitter i am at imike i-m-y-k-e and brad is at dowdyism d-o-w-d-y-i-s-m brad also writes over at penaddict.com penaddict depending on you know the, the way that you, you come across it um if you want to catch up with the show notes for today's episode go to 5x5.tv slash penaddict slash 97 nearly at the special episode 100 which is getting bigger and bigger and bigger every day it's pretty crazy yeah <laughs> it's getting pretty insane i don't know what we're gonna do all this stuff. <laughs> um so yeah look out for that in a couple of weeks time episode 100 very very excited i want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the pen Addict, as always and thank you brad for being here until next time say goodbye bradley goodbye bradley